<laughs> it's good to see you, baby. It's been a long, long while. We're both a whole lot older and we've seen a lot of miles. Things are really different now since the good old days. You've been in some trouble since we went our separate ways. Well, I have to say hello now, maybe some other time instead. Cause you're wanted by the police. My wife thinks you're dead. <laughs> You've been working on that. <laughs> At the end of yesterday's show, I brought up this song. I I couldn't think of a song that was I Wish You Were Dead. I know there is one, <laughs> but I don't wish you were dead. It's, that's the, the, you, can, you can go back and watch that yesterday. Where that's old news. <laughs> it's old news. The only song I could have about You Were Dead was My Wife Thinks You're Dead by, Junior the, by the great Junior Brown. It's the Krisha and Frank show. You can find us on YouTube. And please do subscribe because you want to be able to see <laughs> Krisha with the ukulele. Do you? I mean, yes. It's it's so funny because you think they're tuning in to watch me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm the straight man. No, I'm always. the Laurel. You're no, the Hardy. Not always. I'm the the Abbot. You're the Costello. <laughs> <I'm>... Okay. <laughs> Ooh, my hands are freezing today. Feel this? Jeez. Oh, I know. Well, they're icicles. Well, yeah. Hold, hold your bone zones cup so mm. you can chill your water. Um, if you go to audibletrial.com slash Krisha and Frank, get a free 30-day trial of Audible. And while you've got that, go ahead and download a premium audio book, one of the best titles, and keep it forever. And then at the end of the 30 days, you know, sign up and yeah. uh, we get paid. Yeah. Oh, and know. at the end of 30 days, if you decide you don't like it, you don't have to stay. You still get to keep the book. Right. So we'd love you to try it out. I think you'll like it because Krisha has been a member for a long time. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I love it. And one of, you can listen to even the, uh, the Jefferson Bass books if you wanted I actually listened to uh, a uh, there's a podcast called The Daily, and they have the Sunday Story, and I listened to on my run on Sunday. I listened to the Sunday Story, and it was about Gillian Welch and Dave Rawlings, and um, I recognize these names, but and she's a, a, a folk singer, yeah. sings like folk Americana music, right. but they're a couple. But it was this guy that interviewed them back in August September. And it was really beautiful. It was such a beautiful story. And someone, he wrote it, but someone else reads it. Interesting. And you can find that on Audible. That's, oh. It's really cool. Because it's also this premium content. A lot of stuff created especially, especially for that platform. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, do uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> help us that. help us get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube as well, and all yes. the things. So yeah, we had a little fun. Um, you, were, <laughs> you were getting warmed up this morning with your ukulele. Yeah. It's such a great, like, little handy tool because it's easy to play. I would love to learn to play guitar. Like, that's that's See, my thing. I I had a ukulele once. Yeah. My parents signed me up for guitar lessons, mm -hmm. and there was some I don't know some some program. I remember it was in White Plains, New York, <laughs> and it was we'd went to like the convention center, and they had set up this pipe and drape, and all these little rooms. There were different musical lessons mm -hmm. going on, and I was supposed to go to this. So I show up at the guitar class with a flippin' ukulele that my parents have bought for me. <laughs> this is the cutest thing ever. Yeah? Yeah. And did you learn to play guitar on no, your ukulele? No, I, I hate guitar now. <laughs> I would love to learn to play guitar. Like, I remember I took piano lessons and I, I don't... <laughs> I kind of I was a little more patience for piano lessons mm -hmm. because we also and then in addition to those they sent me to some lady's house. Yeah, I can't remember her name in the neighborhood, and I try, and the best I could do was, "Ode to Joy" is 
taken from a taken symphony from <laughs> by Beethoven. I, you know, but I it just. Oh. I used to have a Casio keyboard, and yeah. I used to sit in my driveway. And the Casio keyboard, you know, it has the the autoplay. Like oh, you yeah. know, it'll you can play. And one of them uh, was. Do we have one? Jerry has one for when she needs to uh, sound out. For chorus, yeah, and choir. One of this was I used to sit in my driveway in Farmington in in my house on in the summer, and I can remember what's Farmington. Farmington, the neighborhood over uh, like bluegrass, okay, bluegrass area. All right, um, but I used to sit in my driveway and listen to the Casio keyboard, and it would play "Ode to Joy." And it would go dun dun dun, and then I would stop and I would find the 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 yeah. the. But I learned how to to play numerous songs by doing that and by just listening to them and like sounding them out. I learned how to play the entertainer by doing that. Oh, really? Scott Joplin. Um, but I took <laughs> when I first started Pillisippi State years ago, 1999, 98, 99, I took uh, a, one of my electives was a piano class. My advisor screwed up and put me in instead of just like a basic piano class yeah, yeah, yeah. put me in a first year music major no, 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 piano no, no, class no, no, so it was no, me no, 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 no. and three like super great amazing piano player guys and the instructor and i my third day of class i was like i don't know how to read music and you were supposed to be able to yeah. know how to read music to even get into this class. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, Jerry was a music major, and there were certain classes that you had to, in effect, test into right. or audition into. Well, I got put in that class, no. and mm -mm, it was bad. No. <laughs> I went and bought, like, a $200 keyboard and everything, and then I quit. Oh. I dropped the class. Do you, but you like the Ode to Joy, though? I love it. Because I'm a little, I don't know if I'm mad or not, at my favorite station that I listen to online, WETA, mm -hmm. classical WETA, rise above it all. <laughs> because they have the classical countdown every Thanksgiving. Right. And they play like their top 500 oh, classical songs or some ridiculous number. And it culminates mm -hmm. like on Thanksgiving night. And Ode to Joy usually wins. Usually, oh. the, usually it's the number, that's the number really? one. The Beethoven's Ninth Symphony is often the number one in the classical countdown. Wow, okay. Because it's that good. It's amazing. Uh, I'm more of a Chopin Tchaikovsky kind of girl. Well, they're in there, too. Yeah, but so you that's can vote number for these. one? Well, it had, last year it was, I'm almost positive. And this year they've announced, hey, we're doing something different. And they start the dun, and they start playing Ode to Joy, and then they do the record scratch. <laughs> we're taking Beethoven out of the classical countdown this year. Oh, cool, because maybe they're sick of Beethoven winning every time. Well, the reason actually is for nine weeks, mm -hmm. they are going so deep into Beethoven. Oh, that, that makes sense. So but they're going to do, they do one symphony per week and they play it multiple times. I don't think anybody heard that. It's just some construction <laughs> out in the distance. It play, so but we're up to like week, what, what is this? I think we're up to week seven. Ooh. I think this is the end of week seven. So we're doing the seventh symphony all this week and then eighth. And so ninth, we're getting there. We're almost at the mm -hmm. end. And ninth symphony will be like around Beethoven's birthday. So we'll hear it plenty of times, but they've taken old Beethoven out of the classical countdown this year. And I, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll vote for the 1812 overture. I, <laughs> I do love that. I am more of a sucker for some cello or some jazz than I am classical music. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really know why. Oh, well, I, I mean, my dad, here's something that I do have in common with my dad. I guess you dad. could consider like the cello concertos that I like. Yeah. Classical, but. 
I mean, I, there's, I keep talking about the things that, you know, my dad loved this, politics, and I hate politics. Mm -hmm. My dad did love classical music, and I resisted it for a long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't dig it, but then when Jerry started singing with the Choral Society and the Knoxville Symphony and the Knoxville Opera and mm -hmm. all the things, it just, it unlocked this thing in me where I'm like, I actually love it. Well, it kind of goes back to a couple episodes ago talking about, you know, you go into the dog show or you go into the dance show and it kind of opens up a whole new world to yeah. you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, people who are like, I don't like musicals. Well, maybe you just haven't right. really, like, your brain goes, yes. oh, West Side Story when there are a musical that may tap into your musical taste yeah. and your musical likes. and Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of bad ones. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. not all operas are going to hit your fancy, but, you know, some of them are yeah. you're just going to, you're going to, are slogs, and you're like, oh, well. I, I, I like, I, the operas that I have gone to, I love. Would you like to go to more? I would love to. Okay, because I'm on the board. I would. Marble City Opera now. I oh, forgot to tell you. Brandon Gibson? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't know why, but they pick. They asked me. Well, that's nice. It is nice. Yeah. Okay. But I can't listen to it like when they play opera on like NPR, WOT. I can't listen to it. You on know the why? Radio. Because it's a visual yeah, medium. I can't. I, I figured that out too. My dad used to listen to opera, and I'm like, eh, Ugh. it's too much. But when you're watching it. It's engrossing. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's 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 completely it's day and <laughs> what night. What was difference. the one that you and I went to that was like a <clears throat> hundred years long? Aida. Ooh, that's that was, the grandest of all the like operas. A three thousand <clears throat> act opera, and, and I made it through the whole thing. And, and Jerry you know. was in that one, right. so that was a special thing. It was kind of beautiful. It was beautifully yeah. staged. It's very. A lot of operas are very controversial because you know they're written in the eighteen hundreds, mm -hmm. and for Italian people to get up there and sing. Mm -hmm. So if they want to tell a story of a war. It, between Egypt and Ethiopia, mm -hmm. they would have all the Italian people come in and they would have to di say, using makeup, <laughs> God bless you, they have to say using makeup, these are the Ethiopians and these are the Egyptians. Um, yeah. And now that's... You can't do that. It's not popular. No. It's very controversial. And the same thing with any of the other ones that are set in Asia, because these Italian dudes would write these amazing stories about, you know, the far off, they would imagine what life was like in China, and they would write, mm -hmm. you know, Turindo or Turindot, depending on what you want to call it. Well, you just mentioned Egyptians, which made me think of something I wanted to talk about with you, but it also made me think of Bones. And BoneZones.com, don't forget the S. Yes, in fact, they have a special Christian and Frank offer if you yeah. want to uh, get some Bone Zones Look merchandise. Look how cute this is. Like... We've got uh, the tumblers here that uh, Susan has sent us. But they do have a tote bag mm -hmm. on there with a picture of Dr. Bass. It's different than the one I gave you. I uh -huh. gave you like a well, one-off tote right. bag. But they have, you can buy tote bags and things that are autographed by Dr. Bass. If you just want a picture. You want to get an autographed picture of Dr. Bass, have him make it out to you and mm -hmm. give it, or make it out to somebody in your family it's who Christmas has a love. It's Christmas shopping time. So you'll get free shipping, but you got to mention the Krisha and Frank show when you go to BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. And you can find all sorts of stuff. <laughs> the challenge coins are pretty cool. The hats are very nice. Mm -hmm. But the main thing, and the thing that most people get if you really are into the forensic anthropology, would be the books. The books. The autographed books. And, like, Identity Crisis is the one that I couldn't remember the name of oh, the yes. other day. Uh, the Leoma Patterson case. That's a mini book, a short story. That's so cool. Because what happened was the they had written the original version of the Leona Patterson case in the book Beyond the Body Farm. But then so much more happened. That case has got so much more detail that it deserved more than just a chapter in a bigger book. So it has its own its own mini book. Um, so whatever one you're looking for, whether uh, you want to read about the fictionalized versions of life here in East Tennessee, which are so well written. I 
I, they really are. And especially when you're from here, knowing the how beautifully described where yeah. we live is. Yeah, when you when Dr. Brockton is driving over the bridge from the body farm back to the main campus, I mean, it's exactly like that. He did, yeah. It's just yeah. you know, that kind of little detail. And underneath the stadium, my dad used to drive us underneath the stadium. Oh, yeah. where, where the bones used to be? Yeah. They moved them. They did. Yeah, it's a strong hall. But anyway, they used to keep the bones yeah, in the uh, on the old Neyland Stadium. <laughs> so you can learn all this stuff when you uh, interact with Dr. Bill Bass, the great forensic anthropologist, BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. So I'll tell you briefly, we're talking about opera a second uh-huh. ago, and, and on Marble City Opera, they uh-huh. contacted me and said, would you like to be on the board? And I'm like, well, okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, but when you're on a, a board like that, you're expected to... You've got to show up and stuff. Buy tickets and... Do you hear my belly? I can. I hope no one else can. Wow. I have food over there. You're no, allowed to eat. No, it's fine. All right. We're good. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm going to cook you brunch. <laughs> so um, you're expected to support the organization financially, which is something that when I was president of a different board, I couldn't get any of my members to do. <laughs> like, you know, you people are supposed to. I, I've encountered um, some some board members in the past who, um, yes. It's part of the commitment. But I agreed to it while I still had a job. So then I wrote back to him and said, you know, I don't have a job anymore. Do you still want me on the board? They're like, yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so I told Jerry, I said, I just spent whatever, $300 on season tickets. She's like, okay, it's okay. That's fine. It's, but it's that's okay. a good thing. So we went to see Winterreise. Winterreise. Which I didn't know how to pronounce. Okay. But my Amazon Echo, I asked for my calendar. It mm-hmm. said, I said, Alexa, tell me my schedule. And it says, at 7.30, you have Schubert's Winterreise. <laughs> Winterreise. <laughs> so it's like winter ice. That's the hawk. Oh, it's like so winter. Hot. I know. We're, we, I know, nice, hawk. Oh, so, uh, Winterreise. And it was a one-person show. It was very scaled down for mm-hmm. COVID reasons. They had a, a video backdrop of ice and snow. Oh, and cool. he's trekking that's through cool. the, the frozen <laughs> ice, the mm-hmm. Winterreise, and he's complaining about his girlfriend or whatever. And um, <laughs> Brandon Kofer playing the piano. Uh, Blaine, Blaine Ziegenfuss is the tenor. And that's really the whole Ziegenfuss. show. Ziegenfuss. That's a so, cool name. so I'm there, and uh, we get Jerry and I go. We had we bought the in-person tickets, and the you know it's like two chairs and then ten right. feet and two chairs. That's and so what on. we're doing at Sweet Benny Adams. Okay, yeah. so you know it's spread out, way spread out. Um, and Catherine Frady, who is the executive director, mm-hmm. says to me, "Yeah, well, I'm glad you found it. The parking was a little." tricky so we were thinking about making a video explaining <laughs> how to get here how to get here you know but the, it just didn't work out it was much harder than we thought making a video <laughs> <laughs> if only we knew somebody who was good at making videos so she was and selling that to you talking huh? into the camera <laughs> and i said well you know the trick i will tell you the secret if you had asked me I would have done it. I am a sucker. Mm-hmm. And Jerry starts writing the word sucker over on my forehead. She's, mm-hmm. she's yep, it's got suck. And she's literally <laughs> tracing S-U-C-K-E-R on my forehead and, and laughing at me, telling Catherine Frady, yeah, he can't say no. No. Why do you think he's on your board? <laughs> he can't say no. <laughs> he couldn't say no. <laughs> We're $300 poor because he can't say no. <sighs> but no, I... But I, we'll go see. There's a couple more shows. So I'm assuming that I can get buy more tickets or whatever yeah. if you want to go see I, um, I do love I I love Marble City Opera I think it is such an asset and I'm not saying that just because you're on the board I would have said that regardless it's such an asset that we have that in, in yeah Nashville. they are the 
kind of the the, the yin, is it the yin and the yang is what uh-huh. I'm trying to think of the zen and the zin or whatever it is where yeah, if yeah. Knoxville Opera does the grand operas does mm-hmm. Aida and you know big timey mm-hmm. staged hundred people in the cast operas mm-hmm. um, then Marble City is the flip side of it where they are commissioning new works in fact that's the February show I'd have to look up the title oh, of it cool. off the top of, top of my head um, but there's a they're debuting yet another brand new work in February and I I, I think like that to me makes opera so much more accessible. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. I, oh, it's called because sometimes not like Knoxville Opera is it's very intimidating. And oh well, opera. Yeah, it's, there's a bit of a, a learning curve in opera. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, maybe read the story ahead of time or watch the video that the mm-hmm. sucker board member is going to make. So <laughs> <laughs> explaining. Um, let's see this one with the cards. Whatever it is. Uh, it was down there. Scroll down again. That's a, that's a scroll. Another. No scroll. These are ones they did in the past. Oh, poot. I've got to get to the season. There's a new opera coming up in February, Uh and I can't remember the name of it, but I I also know that in um, June, they're going to do one that I've actually seen Knoxville Opera do. um, So first of all, February is Royal Flush. Ooh. And it's a, a world premiere that they commissioned, it's like so they did beautiful. with Shadow Light with Brandon Gibson yeah, as yeah. Buford Delaney. I went to see that. And they do a lot of that. Well, anyway, Royal Flush is their next is this season's premiere, but then they're doing Tosca. 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 And you Tosca. might you might enjoy Tosca. I, I know I would enjoy Tosca. Because they're gonna and so we'll go to that together. When Jerry will all go. You know, you can um, be, you can bring a date if you can find one. <laughs> I don't need a date. All right, well then you just come. You know with... who's good company? Me. Yeah. So um <laughs> you know how much cheaper it is to exist? Anyway. Uh <laughs> really quickly, did you see did you see that archaeologists opened a, a, a new sarcophagus in Egypt. They lifted the lid. Yeah. No, I did not. What Don't happened? you think it's a bad year to do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> all those movies that like start. Like it's the curse of some mummy. We're gonna be real. Yes. Now all those, is the time. All those Brandon Fraser. Yeah. Brandon Brendan Fraser movies. Yeah. They started with uh, yeah. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. He's a weirdo. So the coffee um, coffin opened. Egyptian Ministry of Tourism and Antiquities announced its country's largest discovery of 2020, a treasure trove of 59 spectacularly well-preserved wooden coffins that had been buried more than 2,600 years ago. So they couldn't have waited. They couldn't They couldn't. Nope. Nope. They could have held this until next year. The coffins were found stacked on top of each other. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Earlier this month, researchers lifted the lid of one coffin to reveal a perfectly preserved mummy wrapped in burial linens that still bear vividly painted hieroglyphic inscriptions. Like, let's just not, because if at any point in the history of the world that something were actually going to happen, this would be the year. What would we do if we ever do open our Brooke and Murphy comedy funeral home? Uh huh. <laughs> comedy funeral home. That's what's been suggested in the comments on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Is that we have stand-up shows and funerals at the at the Brooke and Murphy comedy funeral home. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> If someone says to us, I would like you to mummify my dead relative, mm-hmm. not just embalm, I want them mummified and, and done up in the style of ancient Egypt. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah. There's no law against it? No. Uh... I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you're asking me as if I know. I'm just simply answering your question. Would so, I have a moral issue with it? No. You'd be okay with it? Yeah. <laughs> The only thing you get to keep is your soul. The rest of it, it just goes away. Because yeah, I, I guess, um, 
I mean, I've heard about people who have weird funerals nowadays. Uh-huh. I, I want anybody... to have a pie fight at my funeral. Like, should you know I... where they could have that? Where the Brook and Murphy comedy funeral home? Mm-hmm. Like, should <laughs> I croak over before you? Just no. Unlikely. Uh, it could not. I mean, odds uh, not, are not impossible. Right. But unlikely. But I have rules for people in my life. Uh, it, notebooks. I have thousands. I would say hundreds, hundreds of notebooks. Um, please just get rid of them. Don't read them. Just don't. Okay. Because then you'll be, you'll know how crazy I am. Because I write every day, and yeah. and sometimes it's fantastic, and sometimes it's terrible. Uh, so, yeah, but you have no intention of sharing that with the world, ever. Maybe, but you want to be in control of it. I do. As opposed and so to should I croak over as a person in my life? You want me to bury them with you? Just nope. Just. Just burn them. Just get rid of them. Don't read them. Please don't don't let my children read them. Please don't let my children read them. Please don't. Just don't read them. All right. Well, as as if that's the deal. That is my wish. You know, because like I said, the old uh, was it on Friends or one of those shows Mm -hmm. where you always had to have a buddy who would hide eliminate your stash from Mm -hmm. your parents or whatever Mm -hmm. it is you had, whether it be drugs or porn or something that you shouldn't have. You always have to have a. I don't care about all of those things. You have to have a buddy. It's a buddy system. Yeah. Where you have to go to their house and destroy. Just, just get rid of my notebooks, and they're everywhere. So am I being entrusted with that? You, there's a lot of people entrusted with it. I'm uh-huh. just. I make it widely known that that if you're important in my life, you have to know to get rid of my notebooks. Two. So am I going to be I elbowing let... other people out of the way to get to the <laughs> notebooks? Maybe. All right. Uh, two. Um, Please cremate me and please ha- go out into a field, have a party, and have a pie fight. With your ashes? No. It's <laughs> disgusting. No. No. I mean, my mom's ashes are, live, like, above the washing machine in my house because like, we don't know what to do with them. Well, you put them in a columbarium. No. You bury them. No. Okay. You put them in an urn. What are they no. in? What are they in? Just the still the, 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 the plastic box, box that they come in. The plastic box with the with the bag from. I've the never print. opened them. Well, inside the if it's in the, the it's gray, in a cardboard box. There's a box in a box. Well, usually there's a plastic gray. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what it is. Box, and then inside the plastic gray box mm-hmm. will be a plastic bag mm-hmm. that is sealed, mm-hmm. and it'll have the metal tag that they put on the body before the cremation. Oh, I've never. Oh, that made my tummy hurt. No, that's for proof. That's well, proof no, that just, it's the right person. I've never even opened... I, I don't even know if I have the right person. <laughs> no, no. You have the right person. I don't know. If Does it say her name on the outside of the box? I don't know. Who, which crematory did it? Um, Ashley. It was Ashley Funeral Home. Well, if they used the, the crematory that I know, sure I did. guarantee you that everything is fine. I, I, it's fine. You, I ever, mean, you want to go to the crematory? I've been. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's because it's fascinating to me. I don't want to be cremated. I want to be exhumed multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> like some Dateline episode. Oh, like Big Bopper, you know? Yeah. Hey, hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be exhumed multiple times. Well, until they prove who did it. <laughs> oh, well, I think we'll know. <laughs> on all the socials please subscribe to our youtube mostly everything that is, everything is krisha and frank <laughs> happy friday well i'll see you sunday at the taco festival maybe yeah i have to build our website 
I bought it so we can make more money. I just that's I want you to know that's why I spent. No, it's fine. All right, good. I, I ain't just, mad about it. Oh, all right, all right. That's also Christian and Frank. When have I ever gotten mad at any of your ridiculous ex ex ex? Come on, baby, let's get away. Get your guitar out. We'll save a jump for another day. Come go with me. We got it made. I, Let me take you on an escapade. Let's go, escapade. We'll have a good time. I should not dance. I'll sit here quietly. Leave your worries behind. I look bad doing it. Let's get away. That's want, some Janet Jackson. Okay. Do you want to sing us out through the um, the subscribe button? Because I'll put the subscribe button somewhere, and you may as well just play us out as we uh, thank you for another week of shows. This is, by the way. Uh, oh no, I was going to wish you hey, happy 50. It's only 45. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We won't make a lot of money, but it means a lot to us. You can find us on the internet. Everything is there. We haven't really gotten rid of all the stuff we should have. Maybe if you do the right search. You could find something cool. Or maybe not, most definitely not. Please don't do any searches. It's fine. <laughs> Have a good weekend. <laughs>